Chapter 8 of Eastern Stories and Legends by Marie-Louise Shedlock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Max Holloway. Chapter 8. The Bull That Demanded Fair Treatment. Long ago, the Buddhist came to life as a bull. Now, when he was yet a young calf, a certain Brahmin, after attending upon some devotees, who were wont to give oxen to priests, received the bull, and he called it Nandi Visala, and grew very fond of it, treating it like a son, and feeding it on gruel and rice. When the Buddha sat, grew up, he said to himself, This Brahmin has brought me up with great care, and there's no other ox in all the continent of India can drag the weight I can. What if I were to let the Brahmin know about my strength, and so, in my turn, provide subsistence for him? And he said one day to the Brahmin, Do you go now, Brahmin, to some squire rich in cattle, and offer to bet him a thousand that your ox will move a hundred laden carts? The Brahmin went to a rich farmer and started a conversation thus, Whose bullocks hereabout? Do you think the strongest? Such and such a man, said the farmer, and then added, But of course, there are none in the whole countryside to touch my own. I have one ox, said the Brahmin, who is good to move a hundred carts, loads and all. Tush, said the squire, where in the world is such an ox? Just in my house, said the Brahmin. Then make a bet about it. All right. I bet you a thousand he can. So the bet was made, and he filled a hundred carts, small wagons made for two bullocks, with sand and gravel and stones, ranged them all in a row, and tied them firmly together, crossbar to axle tree. Then he bathed Nandi Visala, gave him a measure of scented rice, hung a garland around his neck, and yoked him by himself to the front car. Then he took a seat on the pole, raised his goad aloft, and cried out, Gee up, you brute! Drag him along, you wrench! The Buddhist said to himself, He addressed me as a wrench. I am no wrench. And keeping his forelegs as firm as so many posts, he stood perfectly still. Then the squire that moment claimed his bet and made the Brahmin hand over a thousand pieces. And the Brahmin, minus his thousand, took out his ox, went home to his house, and lay down, overwhelmed with grief. Presently, Nadi Visala, who was roaming about the place, came up and saw the Brahmin grieving there, and said to him, What, Brahmin? Are you asleep? Sleep. How can I sleep after losing a thousand pieces? Brahmin, I've lived so long in your house, and I have ever broken any pots or rubbed up against the walls? Never, my dear. Then why did you call me a wrench? It's your fault. It's not my fault. Go now and bet two thousand and never call me a wrench again. I, who am no wrench at all. When the Brahmin heard what he said, he made the bet 2,000, 
tied the carts together as before, decked out Nadi Visala, and yoked him to the foremost cart. He managed this in the following way. He tied the pole to the cross piece fast together, yoked Nadi Visala on one side, and on the other he fixed a smooth piece of timber from the point of the yoke to the axle end, and wrapping it around with the fastenings of the cross piece, tied it fast, so that when this was done, the yoke could not move this way and that way. And it was possible for one ox to drag forward the double bullock cart. Then the Brahmin seated himself on the pole, stroked Nadi Visala on the back, and called out, Gee, my beauty, drag it along, my beauty. And the Buddha sat with one mighty effort, dragged forward, hundred heavily laden carts, and brought the hindmost up to the place where the foremost one had stood. Then the cattle owner acknowledged himself beaten, and handed over to the Brahmin the two thousand. The bystanders too presented the Buddha stat with a large sum, and the whole became the property of the Brahmin. Thus, by means of the Buddha sat, great was the wealth he acquired. End of chapter 8. Recording by Max Holloway.